0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The A-Line Podcast, the show dedicated to cross-country mountain biking, speaking to some of the top athletes, brands and people that work in the industry to help you go faster and have more fun on your bike. If you are enjoying the show, then a share on social media and a review on your podcast app choice would be really appreciated. Now, before we dive into the show and listen to questions, I'd just like to say a massive thanks to everyone for helping the podcast reach its first birthday, Thank you so much for your support and patience, as I'm definitely not a media professional or a sound engineer, in fact I should maybe insert some kind of like birthday noise here, but you know, <laughs> that will come with time. The show will be nothing without the listeners though, so a massive thank you to everyone who's gotten behind it. A special birthday show is in the works, so keep your eyes peeled for that, but otherwise thank you again. I've got some exciting plans for 2024 and I'm hoping to get more international guests on the show to help it grow even more and help keep bringing you interesting content. Don't forget though, this is your show and if you have any suggestions then drop me a DM on Instagram. Now, this week's listener question is how much suspension do I need? Cross-country bikes have evolved a lot over recent years. They're now offering up to 120mm at both front and rear suspension, but do you really need it? It's been driven by the evolution of World Cup courses, so do you really need it to race domestically in the UK or wherever you're listening from? More suspension is typically more weight, so more isn't always more perhaps. So you need to make sure whatever suspension you are running first and foremost, is set up correctly, as there's no point in having, you can have 160 millimetres of suspension, but if you've got it pumped up too hard, then it's not going to be much use, is it? So make sure your sag is set correctly, and also all the other fine-tuning, there's lots of resources on the internet available, if you do need help with this, um, or you can like send it to a suspension company, or you can go see a coach, etc, so there's lots of options, but make sure you've got it set up right. You should be able to get pretty close though by yourself, Um, personally I'm a fan of being slightly underbiked and more active on the bike as too much suspension can leave your riding feeling a bit flat and dull like for example imagine riding your cross-country bike around a gravel race course it's not going to be very exciting on the cross-country bike but on the gravel bike as you've got no suspension and smaller tyres etc it's a lot more um, exhilarating so yeah, I think for total riding experience, you, you don't necessarily want to have too much suspension. Like recently, I went to Finale as well. I rode my 140 millimeter trail bike. It's very rough out there. Like obviously, I didn't perhaps go the fastest, but had a lot of fun and it was a nice challenge. Obviously, cross country racing is all about speed, though. But then again, like I said, the World Cup courses are what's driving 120 mil options. So racing UK, I think you can definitely still. Like for most people, it's fine to have 100 millimeters, maybe 110 front and rear as Goldilocks. But for most people, 120 mil is probably just a bit too much and adds that extra bit of weight that you don't really need. So thanks for sending that in. Keep the questions coming. Either respond on the podcast app of choice under the episode or send me a message directly on Instagram and it'll be featured in the next episode of the show. So on to this week's episode. I spoke to Becky from the Hope Academy. Becky has been with Hope for a long time and has done many jobs, but currently heads up the Academy. The Academy aims to provide quality, exciting experiences for children. This is done through their bikes, events, and many more ways, which you've probably seen in around the UK race circuit and on social media, etc. We have a great chat, not only about children cycling and racing, but also about how we as adults can improve our racing experience, which definitely made me think about how I'm going to approach next season. So sit back, and enjoy the show good morning becky welcome to the a-line podcast thanks for coming on how are you doing
1: i'm good thank you how are you
0: yeah yeah good cheers it's actually sunny here in the north which i believe doesn't happen often
1: it does not happen often no (laughs) (laughs) you've come on a good day
0: amazing um do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners say why you're here
1: yeah my name's becky and i run the hope academy um, which is pretty much anything that relates to children um, from Hope. So we do races, events, we do bike rental, mm-hmm. careers days, coaching, everything.
0: Yeah, no, it is, it's really cool and a really important part of, well, the cycling sport as a whole rather than, say, just across the country. Because if you've got no people coming in as mm-hmm. kids and getting into it, then yeah. you've got no sport, have you, for all the adults to play and things? So- Mm. so that no, is um, really cool but before we get started we'll do our, our virtual coffee order um, we do with every guest we are sat in person and i've had some coffee already yeah but it's good coffee here <laughs> it is it is but say say you're out on a saturday for a ride or something yeah um, and you stop off to get coffee and a snack what what you're ordering
1: i would get a cappuccino to drink and i'd get coffee and walnut cake oh
0: that's a good choice
1: apparently it's controversial though because I was informed this morning that cappuccino is just a morning drink.
0: It is no, oh, even eleven a.m. is the cut off technically.
1: See, no, I drink it all day.
0: Do you? Oh, (laughs) don't go to Italy, you'll be hanged.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep that in mind.
0: (laughs) That's a good choice. So we've got our our virtual beverage and our virtual snack. Mm -hmm. We'll get we'll get stuck in. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I guess talking about yourself first, how how did you end up at Hope and uh, run the academy?
1: So, I have been here for 13 years ish. Um, I've done lots of different jobs. My uncle Simon was the director, and that's why I ended up here, not from an absolute passion for cycling like a lot of the people here who are drawn in by the bikes and racing and things. Um, I've done accounts stock control and in 2018 when the academy started to take off i took over the admin side of things and then in around 2020 i took over as manager
0: wow Mm. that's that's awesome yeah to come in and do a bit of everything as well it's it's really good because you get like a picture of the whole business and bikes just don't just magically appear out of i've no idea that they get built and it helps
1: that i've been in loads of different departments and chatted to everybody i am quite chatty if you've not noticed (laughs) um so it's good because if i need something i know people in every single department here i mean when I started, there was a lot less people. Mm-hmm. I think there's about 140 people here now. Wow. So it's great to still be able to go into each department and say, oh, I just need to grab this and I need that and can you do this for me? And it's good.
0: Nice. And then how did the academy itself come about?
1: The academy is a brainchild of our director mm-hmm. in Wetherill. Um, we each are given a staff bag. And what we found were looking at kids' bikes that there wasn't anything sort of comparable to the to the level of bikes that we were giving out to staff so we started to build our own and these bikes would be passed from staff member to staff member as your child outgrew it we'd give it to somebody else and we realized that they'd been going for sort of 10 15 years and if you build a, a good quality decent bike they keep going um which obviously a lot of hope is all about sustainability and things and we just thought this is actually quite a good idea and we we rolled it out we started small um when i started doing the admin i think we had about 300 bikes if mm-hmm. that and then now we've got about 1100 out wow. nationally yeah all of, through the uk and it's just got bigger and bigger and bigger then we did a clothing line then we did races we sponsoring the pmba this year we've mm-hmm. you know there's just constantly something it's exciting
0: yeah definitely that's as yeah. mad it's quadrupled mm. do you think um covid had a big part to play in that yeah well
1: when i when i started when i first got involved with the academy um we had huge waiting lists and i think people still think that we do now um was the first, one of the first things we did was introduce a build schedule mm-hmm. so we were like right we have to be building every week this is what we're going to build um this is how many bikes we'll have this is what we'll do we kept going through the waiting list does everybody still need this size bike do you need the next size up with these ones you know trying to manage it and work it and we finally got rid of the waiting list and i had about probably 100 bikes in stock mm-hmm. and then covid hit and we went into lockdown i was furloughed for about three weeks and I thought oh I'll just check my emails and there was about 600 emails of people oh. wanting kids back so I rang my manager up and I was like Alan <laughs> I think this going a little bit crazy so um, I came off furlough mm-hmm. and started again and we ended up with a huge waiting list again but we've now managed to get through it all so yep. bikes are now probably like some bikes we can get out within a week. Some are to six weeks
0: yeah I guess we should rewind a bit perhaps so the academy isn't just what you see at the races it's like a, no, rental, it's a bike scheme. rental scheme
1: yeah. as well. it's basically the academy is the tool that Hope use to encourage children in cycling mm-hmm. um, so we have a bike rental which the bikes are lightweight they've got good quality components um, which makes them easier to ride and if they're easier kids are going to want to do it more yeah. they're not going to want to pedal something that's really heavy Um so that was the idea and so we we have the bikes but then once you've got your bike we do skill sessions so you can come along once you've you've taken part in a skill session it might sort of ignite something in you and you can join your local club and and travel through cycling that way yeah yeah
0: yeah i guess it is it's interesting a few things you mentioned this because normally kids bikes are pretty poor aren't they yeah. and if you do buy a good one it's, it's mm. quite an investment but your kid is yeah. growing so fast that it's soon Absolutely. going to be unless they've got a younger sibling it's yeah and it's faff trying to buy and sell yeah, maintain. Yeah.
1: and also one of the biggest things is your child's never on the right size bag. no because if you're gonna get a, a good quality bike you're gonna have to spend like a few hundred pounds on it and then you think right well we'll get it a bit big so then it lasts longer mm-hmm. and then you look at them one day and you think oh they look like they're riding a clown bag but <laughs> it's three months till christmas so we'll we'll wait until christmas whereas with the academy we're on a month by month contract so okay. you literally swap it out whenever you want or yeah. kids are fickle as well if you've got a bike and they've rode for a month over summer and then suddenly all of the friends want to go swimming or play football they don't want to ride anymore so yeah. you can always send it back yeah,
0: that's good but i didn't think about that as well that's yeah. a really good point. so is it is it just mountain bikes you guys offer or is there like a spectrum
1: um we the mainly yeah uh cross-country mountain bikes yeah. we we start off with the balance bikes mm-hmm. then we've got small pedal bikes then we go on to gears for the 20th 20, 24 the 26 um, they come with or without suspension then we've just teamed up with nuke proof to do some Let's trail see. bikes i did make a cross bike <laughs> um but they're just so expensive to put together. and mm-hmm. um, The Academy's all about making it affordable so that everybody can ride a good quality bike rather yeah. than it, it just being for the, the elite. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't really work.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess with a mountain bike, you can do everything, can't you? Yeah, of course you can. You can go to a cross race on a mountain bike or you can go yeah. to a road race if you really
1: especially, want. Especially the, the pyro frames, canyon frames we've got, they're so light. Mm-hmm. Um, you could easy ride cross or exe on them
0: yeah no that's that's really good has there been any particular highs and lows since the scheme started
1: oh, there's been loads <laughs> <laughs> every week's a roller coaster. okay <laughs> um no we've do, you know we've done some really great things um the video for me personally i think making the video we did with guy martin was one of the the highs i think yeah. with the academy for myself um Probably one of the lows as well. At points, I felt a little bit out of my depth and thought, what the hell am I doing? Coming <laughs> from an accounts background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sort of setting up scenes for a film. It seemed a little bit crazy. Um, but yeah, it worked out. It all fell into place. Yeah. And it, I think it it comes across as all the kids had fun. I think Guy had fun and Sam Flynn, who filmed it. It was really good.
0: Definitely. That's great. And then looking at the year, like, mm-hmm. is there... Is there plans you you guys are at a lot of events
1: like yes so we have got sort of at least one event or two events every month mm-hmm. um over summer so mountain about festivals races things like that where we're taking our coaches um and putting on skill sessions uh and then obviously it used to end there but now we've got quite heavily involved in cyclocross so we now have september october december <laughs> uh, so it is non-stop yeah but it's yeah. great it's good fun
0: no that, that's really good yeah um if there been any particular challenges with setting up the the rental scheme because it's not something you see for adult bikes is it no
1: so. we did have large bikes mm. we We introduced a few full suspension bikes um, into the scheme, but as I've said before, we want to keep it low cost so it's accessible for everybody. Because you know, time, especially now, you've got a cost of living crisis Mm -hmm. and things, it is expensive if you wanted to buy a bike that you were going to race on and all the extras. So, I think that's where I'm going now.
0: Um, so it was like have there been any challenges because it's not oh, yeah. it's quite a new idea isn't it compared to you, like, yeah. you don't get adult rental bikes really do you? Yeah. so long-term. we did
1: yeah we did the full source um, but it, when you have to factor in servicing costs because mm-hmm. we cover all service parts ah, okay. as part of the rental as well yeah. so when you you're having to service your forks and your shocks and things it really adds up so mm. for the price that we'd have to do it at um, it kind of goes against what what the scheme was initially about
0: yeah no that makes sense yeah and i guess when does the scheme stop if that makes sense like because is it a certain size yeah so yeah.
1: we go up to a 26 inch okay so that's probably the last step yeah. before you'd go onto a small adult bag.
0: okay so is there is there is a rough age associated with that so people know
1: probably depends on how tall you are yeah um, i guess it's hard it's got isn't a stand over is 62 centimeters mm-hmm. so if if you're tall maybe about 10 <laughs> okay if you're not as tall you maybe get away with it till you were 13 ish 14
0: that's cool because you can you can get in a balance bike and then go all the way through primary school basically Absolutely, and then yeah. i guess secondary school is well that sort of yeah. age when people start taking things seriously yeah, isn't it in sport exactly in you
1: know whether your kid's going to need something um like a, a full suspension bike or whether yeah they're just not really going to bother anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely
0: and then do you find that people buy in at a start and are still going or is it do they take yeah. advantage of the flexibility, do you find a lot more?
1: Um, no, I tend to find people, it depends. So yeah. you, you've got two different types of people. You've got the people who come in on a balance bike and they go all the way through. The parents have got HBs, they love it. They, our bikes are a matte black frame, so they look a little uh, bit like the HBs. So yeah, they'll yeah. say, oh, can we have it in orange so it matches mine? And, you know, that's great. Yeah. Um sometimes you have kids who are riding Fort William and things and they need something a little Mm. bit more so obviously at that point they then have to leave yeah it's always with great sadness (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's great we you know we get emails saying since we've got one of your bikes my kids are riding you know they've gone on leaps and bounds they're doing amazing it's fantastic and it just shows that a good quality bike can really make all the difference
0: yeah and it's I guess safety is a factor as well, isn't it? Absolutely. From yeah. having brakes that work through to sizing. Because if you're mm. riding a bike that's four times too big for you because you'll grow into it. Yes. <laughs> Especially if you go to Fort William, you're going to end in tears, yeah, isn't it? exactly. Yeah. No, that's really good. Is there... I mean, if it's a secret, don't worry. You can't say and things. Um, is there plans to build, like, say, the more race-orientated side of things in the future, do you think? or?
1: Never say never. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, we're always looking at different ideas and different things. We just have to see... If, if it works yeah we tend to start small um would start small and we'd just see how it goes mm-hmm. test the waters with things yeah try a few out there just see how it works get some feedback and then and then make a decision as to whether we're going to go ahead with it
0: definitely no that's a good way to do it organic growth i mm-hmm. think they call it in business don't they what's yeah. <laughs> some buzzword around it yeah <laughs> no that's really good and then looking at say the events themselves mm-hmm you've mentioned that it's for like quite a spectrum of people. So for people listening, can they bring their kids to, say, the Cross Country National and get them involved quite easily? Or do they need to yeah. pre-book a lot and things and pay? And-
1: so we, we started off last year running a beginner's race mm-hmm. um, at the Cyclocross. And it was, you know, I think... At events like that you have the kids that have grown up the parents race they've grown up around racing they're on race bikes they're in lycra they're whizzing around they're really fast they take it really serious and that can be quite intimidating Mm -hmm. Um, so we started a beginners race at the cyclocross and we sent out literature to all the schools and said you know if you've never raced before Come along, you can yep. ride any bike you like. And we had kids turning up on BMXs to ride cross. It's <laughs> quite a struggle on the hills. So we got all the parents on and we got them to give them a push. And yeah, yeah it, it was fantastic. The kids all had a great time. They all came back to the next race with more friends. Yep. And it was great. Um, and... It's just a really good way to get people into the sport without it being intimidating. So, we spoke to Jack from Cranquip, mm-hmm. and he's running skill sessions at all of the cross country nationals. So, he's going to run our academy um, beginners race at all the nationals. So, if your child hasn't raced before and they want to come and give it a go mm-hmm. um, in a really friendly, relaxed way then um jack's running those at all the events i think you can book them through his facebook page
0: okay great cool i'll stick a link in the show notes or something perfect we've had jack on before as well so i'm sure people are familiar with him
1: yeah no
0: that's really good Mm. um i guess looking at say you obviously meet a lot of kids and a lot of parents Mm. have you got any general advice for people that have a kid that's want. Oh, I guess people that listen to podcasts probably race themselves. Yeah. And there's a fine line, isn't there, between encouraging your kid to get in the mix and dragging them along and things. I don't know if you have got any
1: Absolutely yes. <laughs> advice you on that. See, yeah, you see a lot of um, kids at events being shouted at. Yeah. <laughs> there's actually there is a video um, that I actually saw the other day called. Um, I think it's called My Magic it's on the nspcc website and it's about parents who once kids it's these kids saying how everybody's really kind to them until they put their magic kit on and then people shout at them um Um, and it's all about how parents need to learn to maybe be a little bit more gentle okay (laughs) um encouraging rather than berating yeah um all kids are different yeah at the end of the day and if some kids really want to compete they want to come first they want to give it their all and that's amazing and you should 100% you should really sort of encourage that um, but then other kids don't <laughs> my yeah. son he's very very uncompetitive he, he loves going to races he loves taking part he couldn't care less where he came he just wants to have fun with his friends um, so I think if we, you just have to sort of take each child as they come yeah, and,
0: that's yeah. very that's a very good one Because some kids will cry because they come second, and then some kids oh, will absolutely. cry because they have to do it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. It
1: has to be fun. If it's not fun, kids don't want to do it. So you have to keep it fun for them. Yeah, that's even the adults as well don't want to do it if it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Sometimes it's not fun. I mean, how many times, you know, we we hold kids accountable for stuff, don't mm-hmm. we? Yeah. And you expect them to behave in a way. But you don't always behave in that way yourself, do you? No. There's got to be times where you've gone to a race, you've set off and you've thought, do you know what, I'm not feeling this. <laughs> and, and you stop and you come off and, you, oh, yeah, I think there's something a bit wrong with my wheel. <laughs> you know? And you, know, you don't hold yourself accountable for that, that's fine. But if your kid did it, it's some people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. No, it is, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Mm. And then... You said you do some work with like schools and things as well. Yeah. That's quite obviously a different thing And because you're trying to really encourage and yeah. open people up to the sport, aren't yes. you?
1: yeah. So we go into local schools um, in Barnoldswick and sort of the close, close areas, yeah. um, and we run a free skill session. So we always say you still need to do bikeability because bikeability is really important in schools you know kids need to know road safety and things we don't do anything like that we don't do any road safety (laughs) we just go in with ramps and seesaws and just have fun um so yeah we take those in and we run through activities to get the kids comfortable on the bikes we take our own fleet of bikes nobody fetches their own bike so everybody's on the same because i think sometimes kids all kids are different, aren't they? They all come from different backgrounds and they all have different things. So, you don't want to make anybody feel different. So, we get all the kids on exactly the same bag for a start. So, everybody starts off on a level footing. Um, and then we just get the kids feeling comfortable on the bags, moving around them um, for a warm up. We do relays, we do slow races, things like that. Yeah. Um, and then we get out the seesaws and the ramps. <laughs> and it's great because you see kids that don't ride. Um, at all they can ride but they, they don't really and they say oh, I can't do that I can't do that and then by the end of it they're doing it and they're loving it and they can't wait and they say right when I get home I'm going to get my bike and I'm going to do this and it's brilliant it's good yeah, and you're good. showing them the fun aspect of it yeah. because learning to signal left learning to signal right <laughs> it's important but it's not that fun
0: yeah I mean it's, yeah. it's not even useful is it if you're not on your bike in the first place either <laughs> <laughs> exactly <Yeah. laughs> no that's yeah. really good and yeah you're obviously, doing really good things as well, and promoting Hope products, which is yeah. which is obviously good. And it's a it's a oh, it's UK long brand, game, isn't it? <laughs> We're yeah. Getting
1: kids hooked on a young game <laughs> on Hope components. <laughs> We're just playing a really, really long game. Yeah, all the purple
0: parts. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: No, that's great. But that that like ties up the the main part of our interview quite nicely. Unless yeah. there's anything else you want to dive into and chat about at all.
1: No, I don't think so. Okay.
0: Awesome. In that case, we'll get stuck into like the the questions we kind of ask everyone that comes on the show. Okay. Um, so first off the bat, we've got hits and shits. So a hit is something you really like about cycling as a whole and mm. want to see more of. So maybe it's kids on bikes or yeah. inclusiveness of women's prize money going up, that sort of thing. Yeah. And then obviously a shit is the opposite, so something you'll see less of. So magic kit syndrome or um, yeah. tubeless tyres, I don't know, whatever it might yeah. be. It can be funny, <laughs> it can be serious, whatever you like.
1: Yeah, no, I think... Uh, a hit is definitely I think events are becoming a lot more child friendly mm-hmm. and you see it, I mean Tweed Love Fest for example it is It's amazing, you, they have the open air uh, cinema for kids so parents are off racing then you've got the kids watching films on an evening, we're there are there, um, we're putting loads of different things on and it, it's lovely, it becomes more of a family atmosphere rather than just a bit blocky yeah. race. Yeah, yeah. wherever everybody, because I mean, sometimes you can go to a race and they're really, really serious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they are becoming a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more family friendly. That's great.
0: Yeah, it's becoming. I don't know if it's becoming less of a weird thing to do as well, maybe. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and equally, it's great for you all to be able to go somewhere as a family and everybody be happy and there's mm. something for everybody and nobody's being dragged there. Yeah, which. It's a big thing. It makes your weekend better, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. I guess it's a cool opportunity to travel the country and stuff as well and go to new places and make a trip of it, take everyone, rather than going by yourself as a parent at races.
1: That's it. Yeah, it's good.
0: (laughs) Nice. That's really good. And then what about on the negative side of things?
1: Probably pushy parents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that's probably definitely it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, soccer dads and mums and things like that. Yeah. Classic. No, I think we can all agree on that one. Yeah. that's very really good no that's, that's a good hit and a good shit um, next question we normally ask like the, the athletes that come on the show like, what their favourite training session is but I guess for you like what's your f- well perhaps two questions what's your favourite thing to do with the kids and then what's your favourite like type of bicycle ride to do yourself
1: perhaps it's um, so my favourite kind of bicycle rides myself I'm not a big serious rider I don't yeah. race I don't compete um, but we do go on family bike rides mm-hmm. and I think that's really good. You pack up a picnic, you nice. set off for the day. Everybody gets away from the screens. Yeah, um, and it's just a nice way to spend time together, to get out there, improve your fitness. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just go for a cruise <laughs> and explore. Nice like and it. steady.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can push up the hills and no one shouts at you. <laughs> it's That's great. Good. I like it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nice. And then what about like say a certain activity you do with the kids as part of the academy or something?
1: Well we tried something new at Tweedlove actually this okay. year and we had a pro rider drop in. Okay. Which was really good. Um, we reached out to a couple of different brands. Mm-hmm. So we had um, Tracy Mosley came from T More Racing and Trek and Nuke Proof sent over Elliot Heap and we had Adam Brayton. Um, and we kind of we had Phil Pierce there from our yeah. cross country team and they sort of set each of their little challenges the kids joined in and then at the end we had like a really big game of um bicycle sumo or king or queen of the ring Um, (laughs) yeah it's got lots of names doesn't it you make this circle smaller and smaller and smaller until everybody gets out yeah um and it was really good fun the kids loved competing against the riders and everybody had fun you had all the boys sort of trying to knock each other's wheels and take each other out on there um we had corin and emily carrick yep. there um they were fantastic wheeling around and <laughs> the kids thought it was amazing because they just love watching anybody wheeler if mm. you can do a trick kids love it that's true that's it true. is true <laughs> um yeah it, it worked really well it nice. was a good way to get athletes and kids interacting without it being really stuffy, like sat down signing, oh, signing yeah. sheets and things. It, it's good. Nice. No, that's,
0: that's a good one. I like it. Um, mm. No, uh, that's covered off both things quite nice. I lost my train of thought completely then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I tend to do that to people.
0: <laughs> um, the next question then is, if you weren't working here at Hope, or even in just in the academy, what do you think you'd be doing?
1: Who knows? I think I've been here that long now. I can't imagine being anywhere else. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, um, well, I mean, I've done my AAT and I've probably been working in a somewhere. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah.
0: Have you got any, like, secret talents or side hobbies? You're not, like, a I don't know, a avid gardener or something you'd be doing instead of getting out on the bikes with the family and no, stuff?
1: No, I wish. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not a gardener. Um, no, I don't, I don't no? think I, there's anything extraordinary about me (laughs) that's that's fine just maths and bikes that's fine Maths and bikes yeah
0: (laughs) that sounds good that sounds good um the next question is have you got like a general top piece of advice you'd pass on to the average listener so the average listener is say a cross-country racer they're not going to the world cup but yeah um yeah they're into it as it were um yeah yeah any advice you'd give
1: just keep it fun nice if you want in kids to enjoy it and to want to continue to do it mm-hmm. don't don't push yep. keep it fun let them lead yep. and and hopefully then, they'll stick at it
0: nice and then for the people that maybe don't have kids anything
1: yeah, have kids they're great <laughs> have right kids enough. they're great and get one of my academy mm-hmm. bags okay there you go <laughs> sold done yeah fantastic <laughs> i guess
0: for the people that don't have kids it'd be embrace your inner child exactly <laughs> keep it yeah. fun
1: yeah you're never too old to just play on your bike. That's true. It is true. After we did the pro rider drafting, they were all like, oh, that was so much fun. Because I think when you're racing, you don't just go in your garden and practice your track stands. No. Or try and wheelie around in a circle, do you?
0: No, that's it. It's like you're either at work or you're training yeah. or you're racing. Exactly. That's, that's it. <laughs>
1: when did you last just try and see how long you could track stand for?
0: <laughs> i go and do that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll go find your bike. <laughs> awesome. Um, brilliant next question then is what do you think the best value upgrade people can make is I guess for say parents and then also riders themselves perhaps
1: a Hope Academy
0: bag hope. Yep. <laughs>
1: anything with hope parts, okay. yeah definitely nice
0: <laughs> makes sense <laughs> I guess because yeah. you're getting on the kids side at least you're getting longevity aren't you yeah you are and serviceability and things like that and
1: yeah um, yeah I mean we have people calling up our service department and they're running 30 year old hubs (laughs) and they're still working fine and they've no intention of getting any new ones they just send them in for a service and it's brilliant i mean you'll see a lot of the stuff around here is all about sustainability and because we make everything here Mm. um it's really easy for us to to service the parts you can buy almost every part we do as a spare and and get it fixed
0: amazing yeah so best value I hope <laughs>
1: absolutely <laughs> nice
0: okay sounds good and then i guess the final one is where can people follow the academy um i guess through instagram's probably the best place to up to date is it or
1: yeah um instagram or facebook or at hope academy uk
0: okay any big future plans the academy any teasers perhaps anything like that or um
1: not at the moment what we tend to do is we have i mean everything is just so busy we rush from one event to the next yeah um so once we get to sort of november december we sort of sit down we have a look at everything we've done throughout the year work out what worked what didn't work what we want to do more of Mm -hmm. and we make a plan for the following year
0: fantastic sounds good exciting Mm. times yeah awesome well no thanks again for your time today really appreciate it yeah and I'm sure people will see you at race again soon. Is it yeah. they can just come over and say hello and things? Absolutely, chat about the bikes yeah. And stuff. yeah. we
1: love chatting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's usually at any event. I'm usually there, um, and then we have our coaches, our event team. They're always happy yeah. to chat away.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, yeah. Let you crack on the rest of the day.
1: Thanks Thank for your time. You. See you later.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the A-Line podcast. If you like the show, leave us a review in your podcast app of choice and share it with your mates. If you didn't like it, then keep your thoughts to yourself. <laughs> no, i joking. Um, any feedback is really welcome, so send us a DM if you do have any. Um, until next time, ride fun and ride fast.